go. 149. 149! I'm excited. Did I look excited? I mean, I'm on a I'm on a couch right now because we were supposed to have a guest, but I fucked it up. Dino Archie, D shout out to Dino Archie. He took a dude over the wrong direction. It 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 would seem to the outsider that we tried not to have him because we sent him 45 minutes to the wrong direction. No, we gave him the right address. The Uber driver took him to the wrong. Let's blame the Uber driver. Yeah, to the wrong place. But like it was. I'm like, getting a question here. Your camera's out of focus. Ah, big time. You want to hit it? Perfect. Oh, what do you mean? No, that's fine. It's totally fine. How do you focus it? You hit the uh, front ring. <laughs> Ow. Good shot. Is it back down here? Yeah, yeah. Front ring. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Can you turn it a bit? Like this? Yeah, maybe turn it. Why is it like that? Oh, did we move it earlier? Yeah, it for sure. Oh, right. We moved the whole fucking. That one's way. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh... Yeah. That's good enough. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. Like, wait, Wes Greenius is, is like politely. Is, wait, is Wes is good? Yeah. Go to Wes. Go to Wes. You're politely objecting. Oh, you got a weird angle. Yeah, because we have the double. I like it. I kind of like Let's it too. Let's mix it up. Yeah. Let's cool. mix it up. Looks like you're. You know what? It looks like you're. Uh, I you know the like, co-host on late shows. I I got to scoot over when the guests come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna see. I I, I feel like I, I own a lesser league than the yeah. UFC or something. You're like Andy and Conan. Oh he's man, he'll keep coming. He's like... got to go further down the couch every time. <laughs> yeah, he becomes yeah, less yeah, and yeah, less yeah, relevant as the like show goes pasta. on. <laughs> the Andy Richter. <laughs> Andy Richter. Yeah, he's funny. Fuck my life. That's funny. Whatever. <laughs> so who we got coming on Her here, baby? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Dino Archie. Shout out Dino Archie. Yeah, funny guy. I'm sorry. I sent you the wrong way, buddy. Didn't mean to. But He's anyways. not watching this. He's gonna give a shit. No, I know. But we're just maybe someone would. Uh, whatever, Chris. Doesn't matter. I need a beer. Welcome back to Bottom of the Barrel, and uh, that's where we get to the bottom of it. Hell yeah! Last week we spoke a lot about UFOs. Yep. We're gonna take a break from UFOs this week. Yep. We're gonna talk about friendship. <laughs> that's why we got a guest. <laughs> um, and comedy. Yep. And ghosts. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where's this going? <laughs> I met a guy the other day. I did a show in uh, Hamilton. And great fucking shows. Super cool club there. Levity Comedy Club. And this guy I met after, he's like this, uh, he's like, oh, an actor kind of guy, I guess. Right? And uh, I, I, he tells me his age. He's like 26. And I find out through the course of the night that he's not 26. He's 28. Interesting. But he doesn't. Yeah, it was very strange. Was it Alex? <laughs> no, <laughs> but he doesn't. He literally doesn't count the two years of the thing we don't talk about. Like, he, no, we don't talk about it. He just doesn't count it. What? And and he's like, oh yeah, no, I didn't get to. Is he Korean? <laughs> no, that's what I was gonna say. South Koreans all, all lost a year through their. Yeah, I don't even know was why. It one or two years. Yeah. Yeah, but like, but he just doesn't count it. And he goes, no, I didn't get a chance to pursue my acting career. I'm not gonna go out and say I'm 28. I'm, I'm 26. 26. I'm like, that's not how that works. It's a lie. I know. And then Kristen tells me that uh, she knows a lot of women. Not a lot, but some women that are saying that too. So people are going around. They're just subtracting She's their actively age. lying. Actively subtracting their age because they felt They're like, lying. They're lying, yeah. They're fucking bone-faced liars. That is insane. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I And I don't know what the hell you're trying to... You're not going to... It doesn't... It changes nothing. Yeah. Or does it? Or does it? No, I see it. Do people... Does it make you more... If, if you tell someone you're 25 and you're 27, 
are they more likely to hire you for that gig? Maybe they are. Probably true. Maybe they are. Probably true. Maybe I should wear heel lifts and say I'm younger. High heels? Yeah. Or whatever the ones are. The ones you put in your shoes. The high heels. Yeah. I should go for 5'11 with the high heels. Take a couple years off. Maybe yeah. I'm 34. Maybe I'm 34 and 5'11. Show off those glutes. Mm-hmm. And the high heels. I'm just saying. Small dress. We make dress. fun of it, but this guy might be onto something. Yeah, it probably is. I don't know what Manny, why did the why did the Koreans lose a year? They're all a year younger. Uh, it's their calendar, they, right? Yeah, uh, no, they count like when you're in the belly, uh, basically they count that as like being alive. So like you're born at one the day oh. you come out, you're so one. So that's why they're all one year younger. Because uh, basically, they, they instead switch. of being one when you're born, it does make sense that you start at one instead of starting at zero. Yeah, because zero is nothing. Yeah, that's why they never had like what well, they never had a year zero, right? Yeah. For that's that old thing. So yeah, you start with one. Huh. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, but it's nine months, not even a year. It's like yeah, nine months. That's cool to be like, you know, you're turning forty. And, and then you like, get that news, and you're like, yeah. oh, 38 again. I was like, 39. I got to plan this party yeah. again next year. It's just so cool that you get to like live oh, yeah. that year over again. Yeah. That's kind of nice. Do that to me. What if you're looking forward to like uh, Let me know your license I'm... or something? You're trying to get your car license? Yeah. And then they're like, no, next year. Oh, yeah, you're that's like, true. Fuck. Drinking. He's trying this to year, drink. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, what's this thing you want to talk about? <laughs> We're at dinner. Ye- yesterday, he he texts the, <laughs> you, the group chat, the boys, and he's like, I was having pints, so I've got a story. <laughs> and he's like, I don't want to tell it on the podcast. I'll, I'll want, clap in case I want to cut it out later. I don't want people to think less of me, namely my wife. We'll see what happens. Let me just clap here real quick then. And and then we try to bring it out of him at, at supper well, tonight. Gonna... And he's like, no, I'll... If I tell you, it'll be on the podcast. If I don't tell you on the podcast, I'll tell you after. He wanted to see how he feels about this story because he thinks that it's not a good idea that he tells the story. So we'll be the judge of that. I think it's just one of those things. I don't. I don't need another good story. You, you know, I got. I got. I got more than a couple. Needs it. No, but <laughs> flip it. Let's go. What is it? I I swallowed my wedding ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to this day. Yeah, I actively swallowed my wedding ring. So hold on, you're when? wearing it right now, like oh. forty six hours ago. It's still in you, I guess. <laughs> Have you shit since? Yeah. But Have you checked every shit? This is the problem. I've been in nothing but airplanes and airplane bathrooms. You know, they're just automatic, right? Oh, so no. even if you lean forward, they're just. Whoosh. I have no idea. It is a mystery. You wouldn't shit in a tissue. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't in the it's your wedding ring. <laughs> Not that concerned. Yeah. About, like, it, it's it's more of the f- ludicrous situation in which, like, wh- how does that want happen to somebody that bothers me more oh, than... So Kristen doesn't know you, sh- you <laughs> swallowed your wedding ring? <laughs> no. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I haven't told her yet. I'm not in a rush to tell my wife this information. <laughs> you have to tell her. Why? She's going to ask about it one I day. I got my wedding ring at Costco for a reason. I can go get another <laughs> ring tomorrow. She can never know this if I want. Do You have to tell her. It's... Or I just get another ring. You know as well as I do, she'll think this is the funniest thing on earth. She might. <laughs> she might. She might. But there's a long list of stories of me doing dumb shit, and I don't know if we need to add to that right now. This is definitely one you need to add to that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Uh, well, okay, how? Dude, 
this is fucked up. And I, <laughs> and actually, I gotta think that if I don't see it and I haven't seen it because I have like it's whoosh every yeah, time. Yeah, because it fell onto someone's head through the airplane or wherever their yeah. shit goes. So I'm like, do I have to go get an X-ray to make sure it's? Uh, I don't know. So remember last week I was telling you that I had this really hot chick on stage. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, she was on stage. Oh, you did the gag. I did a gag later. I, I didn't even think about the time. I was too busy doing what I was doing. Afterwards, all the boys, I was sitting with all the comedians. They're all sitting around talking about this. And uh, if Dino's here, I 100%, 100% would have told you guys this because he would know half these guys. But we're all sitting around, and they're like, they're like, man, I hope that girl comes back that you had on stage. She was so hot, whatever, right? And then I'm like, oh, wait, here she comes, boys. Hide your wedding rings. And I pull my ring off, and I drop it in my beer. Super funny. I just popped it off the road in there. I've done this before. It's better than throwing it into a crowd because at least I know where it is. But it's like hilarious. Always gets a huge laugh. Well, then we just started talking and carrying on. And then one guy's like, oh, fuck, it's almost last call. Let's go over to the other place. So we get up. We all slam our beers. And as soon as I slam my beer, I go, oh. And everyone's like, what? I'm like, my ring was in there. <laughs> and I could feel it. Like, in my, I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, f- I just- <laughs> and they thought I was lying because who does this? They're like, nah, he's fucking with us. He's sleight of hand. Yeah, because you could 100 percent do that with yeah, sleight of hand. 100 percent. And I'm like, no. And I just go to the bathroom. I start trying to puke it up, whatever. <laughs> I get out of the bathroom after trying puking lots, but endlessly failing to find my ring. And I come back out, and the waitress like, why does it smell like puke in there? <laughs> I was like, that was me. I was uh, trying to <laughs> trying to find my wedding ring, which made no sense to her <laughs> why I said those two things. <laughs> So I don't, I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Uh, I'm just like, and then they're making fun of me, obviously. But I, I was like, I, I guess I just wait. But then I realized I'm not going to be home for days. So like, there's no actual way I'm going to find this. So you're in the plane. You're like, fuck. I got to. Right? You're thinking about it. Yeah. I'm like, you're yeah. thinking about your ring while you're shitting. Oh, yeah. Are you trying to aim for like the side so you can hear a ting? I looked it, I looked it up and it said it'll take like 48 hours if you swallow a penny or a ring or something. When was the last time you shit? I don't know, like eight hours ago. And that was how many hours? That would have been something like... 30-something? 36. So your next shit might be it? Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. If you're lucky. Yeah. That'll be fun. <laughs> this is uh, to be continued. <laughs> this story isn't over, dude. I'm getting a new ring. I, I'm just getting a new one. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> We're leaving this in. Maybe. 100%. Maybe. You can't cut this out. Why? Just tell Kristen. It's funny. I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you don't want to tell her is so much worse. Yeah, it's just, it's just, dude. My life's not. I just, I like, I like to not always be the guy that does that thing. Just tell her I'm sorry. I got to hang out with Eric more. He's that guy. Yeah. Well, that's a good story. Too it's good to ignore. Sorry. Funny story. Yeah. Fuck. This is a. This is a clip. <gasps> you made it a clip. It's not a clip. It's a hundred percent a clip. This. Already clip it. You're not clipping this. You know who will. No, I'm not gonna clip it. It's a great clip. <laughs> uh, you swallowed your w- wedding ring. Yeah. Yep. And have yet to shit it out. Mm-hmm. Mystery. Still in existence. That's the thing, too. I don't understand why it wouldn't come out when I was thrown up. Like, mm. so, like, and then it's a, it's not like a, again, I'm at a bar. So the sink is like the, it's just like an open, there's no, like, plug. You can't, like, plug the sink there. It's just an open hole. So I'm like puking. You're catching it. You're filtering it with your fingers. Trying to, but like, 
Maybe I, maybe I puked because why would it not come out when I'm puking? Well, I threw up a lot, so maybe maybe I missed it. Maybe it's already out. Maybe I puked it up and it's gone. Maybe I'm looking. Maybe I'll be looking through my shit for no reason. Is what I'm saying. Maybe wait. maybe I'm the guy that's so curious about his shit now for no reason. You gotta look through your next few shits. I get. I just get a new ring, man. I don't even know if I want it back at this point. You know what I mean? It'll never feel clean. You'll never put it back <laughs> in your drink. Yeah, yeah. Ne- that's a I'm good story. Never throw up my drink for sure. This is a great story. I'm buying a new ring. FaceTime Kristen right now and tell her. I'm not telling her right now. Right now. No, it's fine. Do it. No, it's okay. Kristen, we're on the podcast. And I have to confess something because Chris made me confess it. No, no, no. Let's no. go. No, it's too much exp- explanation. No, you know. Because this way she laughs about it because it's on the podcast. It's a good plan. <laughs> it's it's not oh, a, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's right? more about she can't be mad at you on the podcast. It's more about other people talking to her about me, is what bothers her. That's it's not fun. just me. Doing dumb shit. Yeah, but dude, do you she know thinks what I do is would, funny. Do you know how much they would give for their boyfriends to be half as entertaining as you are? Yeah. That's an amazing story. Oh, I like, agree. Hey, yeah. But try and be me pitching that, right? She's fine, dude. It's <laughs> fine. You're thinking too hard. You're that guy. You are that guy. I'm not that guy. Yeah, you're that guy. I'm not that guy. As much as you want to hide it, dude. I'm not that guy. The, the truth will come out. You are that guy. No, I'm just a very funny, mild-mannered guy. <laughs> Who's got the greatest <laughs> stories. Ugh. The thing is, I really got a. There's no drugs and barely any drinking involved. Like, and that's the part that no How one believes. Like, I I got off. I had one before I went on stage, mm-hmm. and that was the first beer after I got off stage because I was the last well, one up. Well so we're at two beers. Wait. This is the first beer since you got off stage. Yeah. Well, how many before you got on stage? No, I had one before I got on stage, was watching the other show, but I knew I had to go last. I had to close out the Even show. that day. Uh, I was at three of the shows. That was the day I did the kids' party. And then did the um, another set, and then that one. So this is like at total on three uh, for the whole day now. <laughs> okay, oh, okay. Because I had one after the kids show. I got call, I think I called you. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, "Fuck that kids show." Yeah. Right. So that one did another set, did a set. So I'm at be- this is beer number three that I threw it in. Yeah. So it's I'm not like it's yeah. I, I I wish I was because it, <laughs> it would make more sense to me that I would have forgot about it's it. It's just so funny that you forgot about it and did it for the bit and just kind of like, oh, we got to go. And of course you slept. Dude, it's... <laughs> yeah, that was a, you're, that's you're, you're Ben Stiller in this scenario. <laughs> I was... That's the thing. If I was drunker, I might have left that... I might not have cared about that beer so much, but because I was if like... If you were drunk, you would have... I, I th- here's what I thought you did. You were so drunk, you went, oh, watch it. The Watch your wedding rings, boys. And yeah. he swallowed it for the gag. That's yeah, what I thought you that's very done. funny. Yeah, I wish I did that. But then I would have also been like, "Well, you could slide a hand that." Yeah, I wish I did that. Yeah, they were convinced that they, it wasn't they real. You faked it. Yeah, until I, they could see <laughs> clearly your on my fingers face. smell like vomit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he's really committed to this. Yeah. Fucking Andy Coffin, motherfucker. Jesus Christ, man, that's funny. Oh, it could happen to anyone. So it's, a, my- it's a whole big part of the podcast now, so you really can't because I'm gonna reference it throughout the podcast. Just don't get married <laughs> is the big thing. You know what I mean. <laughs> Don't get married. Then you won't have a ring to worry about. Or just get married with an onion ring. Then you can eat it. That's what I'm saying, Chris. There you go. God damn. It's fun, though. Whatever. I don't know. Fuck. I got a cool story. I don't think so. Not after that one. <laughs> but go for it. Um, so I spent uh, I spent some time with some remote viewers that were psychic spies. Okay. Back in the 1970s through the 80s and 90s. Um, and this one gentleman... Uh, he was remote viewer number 001, Joe McMonagall. Got to hang with him. He was amazing. And he told me some... The re- original first one. Remote viewer number 001. He was the only uh, 
remote viewer who had a double zero. Because after that, he said they would, uh, people would know how many there are. So the next one was like 362 or whatever. Oh, so right. So he's the only double O. He's like, I've got a license to kill. He's pretty badass. Yeah. He's like in his 70s. And um, he's doing remote viewing, you know, for, uh, for the government for a long time. Legit remote viewing. Like actually seeing things, drawing them out, finding people. That's the craziest part. It's like they were actually finding people and places and all. They were, it worked. Uh, that's why they kept using him for 20 years and funding it. It was It's insane. And he was studied to no extent scientifically. Um, so get that out of your heads. That shit's real. Blew my mind. Still blows my mind to this day, but it is. And one day he's, he, he tells me this at lunch because I, I interviewed him for like two hours. And then uh, he slipped this out at lunch. I'm like, this is one of the greatest stories. He's sitting at, He's sitting at lunch. And he's talking to me about the time that he was remote viewing at, you know, one of these, uh, when he's played in Fort Meade or whatever it was. And he was sitting across from his um, monitor. So when you remote view in these cases, you have uh, the remote viewer, the monitor, and then people behind, you know, the two-sided mirror or whatever. Yep. And the monitor and the viewer are both blind to the target. So it's double blind. They have no idea what the target is. Mm-hmm. So in this case, the target was uh, three pictures taken from an aircraft of seemingly a UFO. And the UFO was captured at 14,000 feet, going 4,000 miles an hour, and making a right-hand turn at that speed. And there's three frames of this uh, UFO. And then there's, like, you see, um, you know, the farmland and everything else underneath it. Right. So he starts his session not knowing anything about this and starts doodling farmland. Starts, you know, getting images, looking, okay, doing <laughs> this whole thing. And then he goes, and the monitor goes, what was that? And he's like, something just like came across my line of sight really fast. And he's like, can you draw it? And he's like, yeah. Ends up drawing this like almost egg-shaped, oval-shaped craft with paneling. Um, and remote views it to be at about 13,500 feet, going about 3,900 miles an hour. And they just kind of look at it. He didn't want to say it was a UFO. Neither did the monitors. They kind of like looked at each other, shrugged, put it aside, went back to the papers, and hear boom, boom, boom on the glass window. Now, there's a problem because normally these sessions, you're not supposed to interrupt at all. So the monitor gets super pissed, gets up out of his chair, leaves the room. You hear yelling goes on for about a minute, and the yelling stops. He comes back in the room, sits down, and goes, tell me more about what you saw. What? He gets a call from the Pentagon. And Pentagon's like, we'd like to meet you in uh, this room they call the broom closet. It was like under the stairs. It was a small room or whatever. And he, and he goes, he goes, okay. Shows up, two gentlemen dressed in black suits, no names, no nothing. Legit men in black. And they have a tube. They roll out these uh, these photos. And remember, this is the first time he's seeing these photos. He's never seen them. And he goes, holy shit, they are UFOs. <laughs> he recognized from his remote viewing yeah. the photos. And they go, as far as you're concerned, this is a weather balloon. And they slipped him an NDA to sign, a non-disclosure agreement. Yeah. And he goes, fuck your NDA. Those are fucking UFOs. 
and they got super pissed. They're like, we're going to speak to your colonel, whatever it is, pack up their shit, and they leave. Now, him being a spy, very quick, um, he memorized all the information on those photos. So he went to, um, uh, I think it was Naval Intelligence um, to get these photos. I think it was from them. Yeah. And uh, requests these three photos. He gets a call from the Pentagon once again. Pentagon's like, we want you back down in the broom closet again. Go back. This time he's like, fuck. He brings handcuffs with him. He told me, he said, if ever you want to know who someone works for, arrest them, lock them up, <laughs> and wait to see who comes to get them. And so he's in there with these handcuffs. He's pumping himself up like adrenaline. He's in this room, small room. And he's like, all right, they come in. I can block the door. Boom, I can get this one guy, and then we can... You know, sort of pin down or whatever, right? So he's like ready to ready to roll. Door opens. He's getting ready. It's two Navy officers uh, in their attire and decorated. And he goes, oh, shit. And they look at him and they go, how is it that you requested the only three pictures were missing? Uh, crazy. What the fuck? And so he had to invent a lie. He didn't want to say what happened because that yeah. could blow his cover. Him being a remote viewing agent, there's only 100 people read in on this project. It's ultra top secret. What would he, so he can't. Say? So he had to think fast. And he goes, you lost my pictures? Aren't you guys the ones that's supposed to be guarding those pictures? I requested it. How, how come you lost those pictures? And he just turned on him. Nice. And they kind of like left and they're like, we'll handle it. And they left and he sort of got away with it. Oh, Wow. Fucking crazy. Yeah. How cool is it like to hear that? Because you're like, oh shit. Um there are departments that don't talk to each other. Yeah. And there are departments that are, yeah, who are maybe unknown that have access to everything. And so the Navy officers were like, Why'd you ask for the pictures that we're missing? Yeah. That's trippy. Cool story, huh? I love that story. What a crazy thing that he can just drop that on you on lunch. Yeah. I got I got a couple other uh, UFO stories out of him um, that he was willing to share that uh, I think some of them went in his book, but I saved those for a future video. Wow. Very interesting because very credible as well. This guy, uh, you know, he he was honored with the, um, the Legion of Merit. Yeah. Um, you know, served in Vietnam. He's a decorated veteran and... Just the sheer length of uh, years that he's been doing it yeah. is all the proof finding. You, you don't get to keep having a career doing something that doesn't work. That's exactly right. So, I mean, you just yeah. don't. Yeah, how insane would it be if it didn't work and you had to show up to work every day? Yeah. And yeah. everybody's like, this doesn't work, but here we go. Like, Yeah. No, he did this for decades, and it works. And, and he, he gets so psychic. And he but... wrote about, uh, his book is amazing, Stargate Chronicles, uh, The Tales of a Secret Spy or Psychic Spy or something like that. Oh, that's cool. Really good book. Um, I listened to the audio book and it was... So did, he, did, did he overlap some of the stories? They're just different stories in the book that he told Um you? Hearing him tell them is different. For but, sure. Um, no, there's a few things that he elaborated on. Nice. That I asked him about that happened in the book. And um, just like, asked him all the questions on whether he thinks like, you know, near-death experiences are linked to having psychic ability mm. uh, because he only knows of, like, maybe a handful of remote viewers that are really, really good, like him, like four mm. throughout all the years. He's like, you know, there was... When they recruited at one point, they started with, like, 300, and they wanted to whittle it down to, like, five um, natural psychics that they yeah. brought in and stuff. But 
It was a real thing. He went to, he had a, this guy, if you don't believe me, Joe McMonagall, you can check it out. He has six, over 60 televised appearances where he did live remote viewing sessions on air. If that doesn't tell you anything. Yeah. And uh, he did this show in Japan where he found 12 missing people out of 24 people that they gave him. Found them with the camera crew and everything. There they are. Boom. He's in this city, in this building, on this floor, in this room. He'll be there if you just knock on the door and they knock on the door and there he was. Yeah, Yuri Geller got all the fucking Talk, You talked about uh, Yuri too. Did he? I was like, what do you think about Yuri? You know, because we have our own thoughts about Yuri here. Yeah. And he goes... Um, he was on that Japanese uh, television show. That's probably okay. And uh, the, I think the guy, there was one, there was like a pan, there was two panels, one that was like with and one that was against it and trying to disprove it. And the one guy said, I will, um, after the show, I'm going to look into it to prove that it's trickery. And if I can't prove it, I'll quit my job. And he obviously couldn't prove it. And and Joe had such an accurate reading with that. Uh, so he's like, their correspondent was out in the field, and he yeah. had to draw and, and sort of describe where she was. And literally, like, the building and inside, uh, she's, she's in water up to here. Um, in the back, there's fake trees um, and all this. And then the guy's laughing at the panel because he's like, we don't have fake trees in Japan and all this, whatever. And then they go to the correspondent. She's like, oh, one second, I have to get my towel. And they're like, huh? And it comes on. She's in water from here in an onsen. Fake trees behind her. The whole thing. Whole oh, thing. Wow. To- to- the building, everything. That's fucking And awesome. they, they couldn't prove that it was trickery. He, d- he was just there. Just sat there. It's so hard to swallow. It's fucking wild, dude. It's and amazing. I, you tell me this 10 years ago, I'd have been like, you're full of shit. Exactly, but yeah. Talking to this guy and guys like this. Who worked for the government on the highest levels of intelligence? The highest intelligence, hundred tickets, man. There are a hundred people briefed in this project. That is a sm- that is like very tight, and you know, dealing directly with presidents, yeah, directly with vice presidents, with uh, you know, heads of every three letter agency you can think of: FBI, CIA, DOD, NSA, like all these guys, hmm. and 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 working closely with them, and and. They kind of threw, it's funny because like in 96, they put out a Nightline thing, which kind of killed the whole project for the CIA um, because I think one of the generals that was that took over the project came on air. He had to do damage control. And he was like, no, it was never, it never yielded any results. Hmm. And uh, we would never use uh, remote viewing as a standalone piece of information. And... Hmm. Joe said it was a lie by omission or whatever because you would never take any single piece of <laughs> right of uh, evidence. You'd need more than one. Right. So, but it was always uh, a crucial piece, a, a, a factor. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty insane stuff. But yeah, Wait, if if the if my video isn't out yet, you'll definitely want to watch it. It's. I look forward to it. Really interesting. And I got so much extra footage that I don't know. I just throw it on the Patreon, I guess. But yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. So if you're interested in that. God damn. That's rad. It is rad. I feel like uh, the Men in Black situation. I I remember reading this where. Um, oh, these two dudes showed up? Yeah. Like while filming a TV show, Dan Aykroyd's out there. 
which featured witnesses of alien encounters. Ackroyd claims that he stepped out for a smoke, uh, for a smoke break, and spotted two men in black standing next to a black Ford sedan and staring at him with blank faces. And then his show was canceled two hours later. <laughs> like shit, like that. It's like, well, I don't know why Dan Ackroyd would lie about something like that. He's into crystal skulls and stuff. Is he? He's on Rogan once talking about it. Oh, really? I didn't know. I haven't even yeah. thought of him in years until I saw that on my Instagram. But it's a cool story. Yeah. I love that shit. What do crystal skulls do? Uh, I don't know much about crystal skulls, to be honest. I think they were, uh, from from what I've gathered, some type of alien tech. It's like them. that. I saw the Indiana Jones about the crystal right. skulls. So like That's about that as much thing? as I know. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Let's Let's have a look. Crystal skulls. I know they're Mexican. South American? Crystal Skulls sounds like a great stripper name. It's Crystal, Crystal Skulls. I think it's like something they found at one point or something. They like found that. multiple. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here, I'll... But they're South American, but I think from Mexico or? Claims of healing and supernatural powers of Crystal Skulls have had no support in sight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, we could have guessed that. Uh, information and legends. Ah, we believe they're formed, what? For a com- from a computer. No, go back out. I'm good, yeah. Back out there. Go, go, go to wiki. Yeah. Uh, human skull hardstone carvings. Look at how cool those look. Mm-hmm. By the way, made of clearly milky white quartz or rock, uh, rock called rock crystal, claimed to be pre-Columbian Mesoamerican artifacts by their alleged finders. However, these claims have been refuted. Of all the specimens made available for scientific studies, the studies of these, stu- the study, the results of these studies. Uh, demonstrated that those examined were manufactured in the mid 19th century or later. So still ah. 1800s. Yeah. Pretty sick still. But uh, yeah, I guess a lot of people believe they were trade in fake pre Columbian artifacts. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, in the late 1800s, early 1900s, you could make a lot of things and just tell lore about it. And people would fucking. That's true. There's like a guy in America somewhere that like, he like made like a. Uh, a giant or something, and he had like an. I can't remember what this it was. Like, the guy that made the big penguins. Yeah, this guy like made like a giant out of stone or something, and like passed it off as like an actual giant, and yeah. people would come see it, and just crazy shit. Before, when all you had were rumors, yeah, and you had to know someone that maybe once traveled all that way to go see the thing, yeah. and like, it's and that, if your special effects were good enough, yeah, yeah, exactly. Which you, the bar was pretty fucking low. Yeah, and take a picture of one of those shoddy cameras. Yeah. Like, you ever see those pictures of people capturing, like, pterodactyls in the 1800s? No, that's cool. Pull it up. Pterodactyls, 1800s. That's awesome, just because they had, like... Old photo of giant of pterodactyl. The original Photoshop? Looks real. Yeah. I know. It's before AI. Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's before AI. Go to images. So, scroll down got to be how about how about pterodactyls with a p yeah isn't it pterodactyls it is pterodactyl but i don't think it really there one letter matters yeah the tombstone thunderbird legend or lie Look that's at that thing. so sick right now it's an old photo it's an actual old photo whether that pterodactyl is real or not. That's uh, got to be doctored for sure. It looks so cool, though. Well, it's not uh, doctored on Photoshop or anything. It's, this existed pre-Photoshop. Right. This is like out when the internet first came out. Type right, thing. yeah. Somebody. So Let's yeah. read the article. So how do you do that? 
How the fuck do you make Let's it? Let's see. So you said pre-AI, but you meant pre-Photoshop. Tombstone earlier. Epitaph published an incredible article of six gunslingers shooting the Tombstone Thunderbird right out of the sky. <laughs> Go down. 126 years later, legend lives on. What is it? Uh, author Joshua Hawley works at the site of the famous 30-second shootout at the OK Corral. He's also an author of the research for Tombstone. Most popular theory of the picture existing, the real picture, is a pterodactyl-like creature spread out on a barn, wingspan about 18 feet, and it had cowboys holding hands, stretching their arms, uh, out depicting the actual size of the creature it spread. However, this picture has never surfaced or been found. Ah, Anything published will always be out there. So uh-huh. if it's still out there and hidden, it's one big great hide-and-seek. Uh-huh. Tombstone is probably the most famous one uh, because of its legend. It's the story of the Thunderbird and Tombstone, Arizona. You put those two together and it becomes an anomaly. Through the years, many could have sworn they saw a picture in the magazines, but that is not possible as Tombstone Epitaph had no ability to publish pictures back then. There we go. The thing is, if it hasn't been found yet with hundreds of people looking or something, remember, but they implant memory in that, okay. Yeah, so it's like Mandela Effect style. Yeah. Show we don't know. La- show you later. Huh. Still cool. Yes. Always made me wonder. Now we know. Like now that, we know for sure. That big giant in Japan. Yeah, the one in the video we saw. Yeah, that looked I, that looks like the video looks like shit, but kind of cool. Like I don't know. That looks, I first don't time know. I saw it, I believed it. I yeah, was like, what same. the fuck? The that, that's the one, the first frame there. Yeah, look yeah. at that dude, man. How big is that guy? You think? I mean, ten feet tall, I guess. Twelve. He looks like a little person. Like if you would take him away from everybody else. Yeah, kind of looks like a little. Person. But like, see him walking. Click on a video. Get out of there now. Get out of there. That's a spammy site. You're caught in the loop. Spam, spam. Go videos. Uh, videos. Yeah, you just have to hit the video buttons right there. <laughs> Boom. Giant in Japan. Uh, it's all going to be squids. Yeah, they don't want to show you the truth. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Anyways. Uh, yeah. You look insanely big. Yeah. Before Photoshop and all that shit, you, you could get away with more. Maybe not. I don't know more. Because now, like, you make shit look so convincing. But I guess now everyone just definitely doesn't believe it. They Their skepticism goes right to the roof right away. A lot of people still believe in giants. Yeah? Oh, yeah. That's crazy. There's, uh... Where the fuck are you hiding them? They're the biggest things, then. <laughs> Let me get that. Just a little light on there. There were, uh... There are apparently soldiers, I think, in Afghanistan... That when they went there, they were asked to secure this location. And when they went to a location... There were the remains of a giant, uh, so big, and it was like he wasn't, he wasn't, it wasn't bones, right? It was a giant that they had to like fight and get down or whatever. They had to like there was a an attack, and this thing was like thirty feet tall. Wow! Bring it up. Um, that's fucked. Afghan giant, right? I fucking... battle. Oh, I think I heard of this on uh, Theories of the Third Kind or something. Maybe yeah. We we can't see the screen, by the way. Yeah, I got it. Messed up again, I think. You hit the full screen button, didn't you? Should be good. Afghanistan giant battle. That's not going to get you there. There's giant skeletons. Yeah, the giant of Kandahar. An hour long. That's video. a podcast, though. <laughs> so just type that in, giant of Kandahar. I love if our podcast was just watching someone else's podcast. Yeah, that's it'd be so fun. easy. That's a fucking podcast. <laughs> it be so much easier. Oh, thanks. Good luck. Oh, because I'm on video. That's why. Real story. Oh, yep. There's photos. Now go. We're almost there. All right, go up. Uh, that one, Giant of Kandahar, Cryptid Wiki. Let's go. 
All right. The Whoa. Oh my god, this <laughs> site is wild. <laughs> uh the giant of Kandahar was an enormous humanoid creature allegedly encountered and killed by a group of American Army soldiers on a mountainside in Afghanistan. Scroll down past the ad. Uh, Stephen Quayle spoke of an occurrence which is still classified by the U.S. government in his popular radio show, Coast to Coast. The <laughs> event allegedly happened in 2022 in a desert part of Afghanistan when a U.S. Army squad went missing. The Special Ops Task Force, branch known possibly as Rangers, considering that the missing squad was Army, was sent to find out what happened. The soldiers walked along a ragged, mountainous trail until arriving at an entrance of a large cave. Pieces of broken U.S. military equipment and gear were scattered all around the clearing. The task force was about to enter the cave to explore its recesses when a 12 to 15-foot, red-headed, six-digit, double-toothed humanoid emerged and attacked the soldiers. The giant impaled Dan with a giant spear. Why always Dan, eh? <laughs> Lieutenant Dan and proceeded to attack the rest of the squad. The witnesses state that it took 30 seconds of continuous fire to down the giant. Between them, the squad uh, was armed with full auto M4 uh, carabines, carabines, semi-automatic, and M107 Barrett anti anti-material fire. I don't big guns. This much firepower concentrated on one target for one second, let alone 30, would be extremely destructive. According to the witness, the giant wore a canvas or animal hide covers on to protect its feet like moccasins and smelt like dead bodies. The creature's body was airlifted back to the squad's yeah. base by a helicopter and net. From there, it was loaded onto the aircraft and taken away, never to be seen again. Upon their return, the soldiers were made to sign non-disclosure paperwork to stop the word from spreading of their encounter. The witness states that he broke his silence because people have the right to know what's happening on our planet. And it says hoax. The giant of Kandahar is a hoax. The Department of Defense has no record of this incident. That doesn't mean it's a hoax. <laughs> yeah. It's believed to have created a heavily... So, so yeah. There's like... A, there's, yeah, because I remember on... I think it was Series of the Third Kind, they did an episode on this, and they talked about the uh, the fact that, like, they had like there's, like, an interview with a guy that was, like, that w did, did the long lining of mm -hmm. the body and hooked him up and, like, they saw it carried, you know, and, like, had, like, that account or whatever. It's, like... It's a sick story. Sick story, yeah. But, like... Man, like I don't know if I believe it. Fucking giants, really? Come on, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, living. You have to imagine too that these caves in Afghanistan, um, the mountain ranges in Afghanistan are insane. Yeah, like vast. Like yeah, yeah, for sure. Crazy vast. Like you've flown over Canada. Yeah, you've seen the forests. Yeah, I mean, you, you can, can understand how Yeti could live there, and we sure. would never see him. Sure. Right, because you would never be in the middle of that wilderness. Yeah, no. There's no reason for you to be there. Literally, literally nobody's there. Literally nobody's there. And so the, uh, these mountain ranges are like that. Just like as far as the eye can yeah. see, it's mountain ranges. And so, you know, if something were to live uh, somewhere without humans noticing, it would have to be somewhere where wherever humans never go. Yeah. And I think that would be a place that you would find something like that if that were to exist. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's where it would be. Mm -hmm. But it just it's a hard pill to swallow. Mm -hmm. But like, it feels like one of the most easy things should be to, to have super giant things like people, because mm -hmm. like the world's tallest man that we like know of for sure, right? Like, almost nine feet tall. Yeah, I feel like I can still beat him up. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you break his femur if I just <laughs> punch it hard enough or something. Yeah, he wasn't spearing poor Dan. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. Yeah, when you fly over Canada, it's great. If Canada, I think uh, our population is so low, it's like if you were to average it out, we're like. 
were four people per square mile or something, if you did all the math. Makes um, sense. Which is like so yeah. fucking few. Or like Singapore would be like 16,000 people per square mile. Right. Right. So it's like something insane like that. And as we know, most of that population is down along where the U.S. border is in the right. major cities. So everything up it, north. So then, like, it's not even like it's four people per square mile. It's Point. zero people yeah. for hundreds of square miles, yeah. like on average, you know, like there's so much space. You could have stuff, I guess, but that's where you'd hide a Sasquatch. That's where I'd put it. Even the mountain ranges in the states, the Blue Ridge Mountains, where I was in Virginia recently, they're vast. Like you're flying down, you're like, man, that is yeah. as far as I can see, just mountains. Yeah, just like rolling hills of forest. Why do you think? Why do they put the CIA headquarters in Virginia? Uh, I don't know. What's significant about that place? I don't know. There's a lot in Virginia. Yeah, Monroe Institute, CIA. Is that where the Pentagon is? Mm, no, I, I thought the Pentagon was in near Washington. But that's, yeah, okay. maybe maybe that's wrong. <laughs> the TV shows they get from each place so quickly, I never know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just. The CIA does have a few departments there. Yeah. I it's one of those things where like I don't know if I would ever um if I was given like five lives to live, I don't think any of them would lead me down a road of like getting into like high level like trying to get into like military or high level government positions. But man, I am fucking curious about who knows the most things. You know, who's the guy that knows the most things? I always wanted to be a spy. Yeah, it would be fucking so cool, but I don't know if I would ever. NSA? The actual job, though, might not be that fun. You got to work your way out. That's true. To be an agent in the field or something. Yeah. Probably, like, pushing a lot of paper. Yeah. And even in the field, it must just be a lot of not doing anything, trying to just, like, slowly. Yeah. A lot of times, those people are just, like, incredibly intelligent. Yeah. Because they work for intelligence. Um, But I guess you'd have to pass, like, certain physical tests and everything else and then be also... You know, fearless. And, yeah. You know, being in situations that are pretty dicey. That's the other thing. It's like being a spy. It's like, oh, cool. You're a spy. You go to a cocktail party and find the guy who's trying to steal the diamond or whatever. Yeah. It's it's not like that. You're, you know, in the middle of a drug deal in fucking Iran. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, like, um, the second you get caught, they're severing ties. Yeah. You're on your own. Yeah. You're dead. Yeah. That see that doesn't appeal to me. That's more like the spy life. I think. Yeah, I think probably too. Yeah, I'm good without that. <laughs> I could be on. I need something to wake me up here. Yeah. Oh, I, I find whiskey. I, I find whiskey, whiskey helps. Yeah. COVID. Yes. Finally. Oh, feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Austin, Texas, August twelfth. Be there or be a square. Let's go. Yeah. Coming in with some actual dates. Some pitching dates. Plugging holes. Here we go. Did you watch that back last time? It was so funny. It was so funny. That was your plan to like, oh, talk about dates. And you literally went straight to, you named two countries <laughs> in three months. And you're like, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I was pitching lots of dates. Vast numbers. But yep. No. Sunset Strip Comedy Club. I'll be there as well. Come down, see us. Come Austin, Texas. Yeah. Yep. What is it? Austin, Texas, August 12th. August 12th. Friday at night, man. Best spot. Friday night. At Make a trip of it. Come go to the other ship. Then come what over time? to the 7 p.m.? 7 p.m. I'm fucking stoked. Cheers. Coming to you.
Oh, check for winning room. Oh, we're good. <laughs> Can't cut it out now. I can do whatever I want. Stoop, 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 stoop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, heart shaped piece of garbage. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Matt, nope. you're going to have to. You got a couple weeks to tell her. You'll be fine. I, I just made it up for the for the, for the pod. <laughs> made it up that for the pod. I'm call her tonight. Yeah, that's all good. I <laughs> uh, should have told her on the podcast, I still say. I yeah, by probably. That's better. This is like a perfume for men. You know, cologne when you walk into like the Walmart? Mm. You're like, oh. I got a bad sense of smell, I think. Like, I, I don't know what, like say like cologne, for example, like it all smells Cologne-y. good, good cologne mm. I'm like, I don't know what makes a good scent on someone that, like, I don't even know what I like. I don't yeah. think. Even when I, I, I probably unconsciously. I don't wear cologne. Me either. Because I just don't know what. Remember when I was young and I would like think about, oh, I want to buy a cologne, and the stupidest thing I ever heard is like, if you don't smell your own cologne, that's a good. That means it's good for you. Yeah, and what? I, I'm so. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, was it? <laughs> apparently, like, got ripped off because the way your body works, like, different smells smell better on different people. There's a science. Your body it. chemistry. Sure, yeah. I just don't even like. What the fuck? But then I guess I do notice sometimes I'm like, this person smells nice, even though if I don't know why. I don't, I don't like um, when someone's too fragrant. Yeah, me neither. Men or women. Yeah. Like, the right amount of cologne's nice. You're like, oh, okay. Sure. But then, like, it's not what they smell like, so you're just, like, recognizing them from an odor they put on. Yeah. So now you're going to have that odor again. You're going to be like, oh, is that so-and-so? It's like, no, it's not. It's just someone else who had the same perfume. It's yeah. Weird. Yeah, and then it can, I think it can bite you in the ass too. Where like, what if you wear say you just happen to wear this cologne that you like, right? And then you meet this girl, but it also happens to be her dad's cologne or this right. fucking guy she hated, right. That broke her heart, yeah. And now that's one of our strongest smells. Yeah. Immediately when she meets you, that's linked to this yeah. horrible thing. It's like fuck this guy. You might be repelling the yeah. woman of your dreams based on the fact. Or the that, opposite too. I know. I'm just pitching the dark side because yeah. I don't wear cologne. Well, yeah, you might you might get a sneaky one. You might be if you Google enough about the person, maybe you'll find out what the what scent they like. That's you go get it, you wear it, right? Then you make a reason to bump into. Oh, this is we got. Yeah, that's going deep now. Here we go. You sound like the buddy from you. Yeah. You watched the last season of that? Yeah, I did too. Yeah, it's my it's my guilty pleasure. Yeah, I I, I enjoy it for sure. Super stressful. Um, yeah. Somebody it, needs to stop him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's killed off a small village. I'm, I'm amazed how they can they can keep it going in a way that I don't mind. I'm yeah. like, this is all right. Same. It, it's like I'm like I'm like you guys are doing a better job than Dexter. It's all in his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard him on a podcast the other day. He is uh Penn Badgley. Yeah, he is a super, like, very like thoughtful kind of. He doesn't really like fame in a way yeah. that it's he, like I don't even know. Well, it's funny because he he said the way he talks is is wild. I did not expect. It. Yeah, because he he was actually against people playing serial killers. Yeah, like he has a hair. His his take on everything is so much outside of what I thought. Yeah, and I'm like, you play a serial killer. Yeah, he's well, it's different. He's a fictional character. And I'm like, that's not different. Yeah, it's really not different. It's you're like, you're you're making it cool. Yeah, yeah, you literally are. You're making stalking women cool. Yeah. Whether you think so or not. Oh, I wish he was on the pod. We could tell him that because the pod I watched was just 
not pushing him that way. Because he might not believe that, and he might have his own justification, which I respect, but yeah. it, your justification doesn't mean anything yeah. in the eye of the public if they believe something else, if they yeah. think that, no, this promotes strange men peeking into windows yeah, and even gives them good tricks on how to do it. <laughs> it's a tutorial, dude. It really is. Yeah, like You look at it, it's a whole tutorial. It's like, oh, I do this first, do that, then I do this. And I'm smart about it because mm-hmm. she's going to do this. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Yeah, he sounds like a really interesting guy, but I didn't expect him to have those kinds of takes. I was like, oh, that's interesting. It's like Buddy who played um, Dahmer. Yeah. He's so sick of playing those roles. Yeah. Yeah. But he's typecast now. 100%. He is the evil. Hard. Guy. Yeah. He played it so well. Yeah. Too well. Yeah. It fucked him. When you play something too well, it, it fucks you over. For sure. Happens to a lot of actors that go get into like villain roles. Like right Joffrey. Joffrey, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Perfect example. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to say you, you want to be on something that's popular and does well. So it's hard to say no to any role, probably as an actor, yep. let alone a starring role. So you got to be like, I guess I'll take it, and then hopefully get yep. get, get yourself out of it somehow. Uh, buddy from Inglorious Bastards. Which one's that? The German guy. No. Uh, German. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The villain forever. Yeah. Uh, Remy Malek actually did a good job. He went to Queen after. Oh yeah, he was I also the or was he it before? I robot. Who else did he play? Yeah, he uh, he played the villain in uh, 007. That's right. Really good job. Yeah, there. yeah. There's certain people that I guess you don't have to typecast them. Yeah, but yeah, a lot of people get fucked over. I'm trying to think. I guess the same thing happens for like, like the opposite thing happened like with Tom Cruise, right? Or whatever, right. So like, I remember when he went out and did like Taxi or whatever with um, Jamie Fox. Yeah. And he like played like a hitman yeah. to try and go. It's like one of his only roles. He's like tried to go on the other side and yeah. be like the villain or whatever. Still way too fucking likable. You're like, yeah. God damn. Like it was a great, great show. But like he was like, oh, I'm always the fucking hero good guy. Let me try yeah. the other side. And that's kind of neat. It's like Schwarzenegger. He was always the uh, the villain. Right. And then when he was doing Terminator, remember in the dock? Oh, and, yeah. And then Cameron, James Cameron was like, no, you're not going to kill anyone. He's like, can I shoot him in the leg? He's like, yeah, you shoot him in the leg. He's like, all right. Yeah. But, like, he didn't understand that yeah. he would be this, like, soft, lovable character, yeah. which he did turn out to be. I didn't, when I was watching that doc, I didn't realize that him and Sebastian Sloan had such a rivalry. Yeah. I didn't notice. I, I didn't notice either. I didn't realize that he's like, well, how big was his gun? I'm going right. to get a bigger gun. I had no idea. Yeah. And they kept upping the explosions. Yeah. And- how many did he kill? 80. I'm going to kill 85. Yeah. Like, that's so wild. Yeah, it'd be fun to watch a marathon of videos according to body count. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. What would be... Uh, Isn't John Wick up there for, like, doesn't he have, like, 450 kills in four movies? Schindler's List. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's probably... It's mm-hmm. a lot there. I mean, Oppenheimer arguably has a big count Oppenheimer. Now. Oppenheimer's <laughs> up there. That's pretty good. That's pretty big. Yeah, uh, was just it? Google it for the fun of it. Lord of the Rings has the ooh, highest. Lord of the Rings, eight hundred and thirty-six wow. deaths. No, what about fucking Avengers when he snaps his fingers? Ooh, ooh gotcha. Yeah, actually, yeah, that one takes a cake. Because <laughs> that's everyone in the universe, half, right? Yeah, half, half the universe. universe. Yeah, he said like, we can't make more space or more food mm-hmm. or anything. We have to go half the people. <laughs> Can you imagine those planets that are underpopulated? <laughs> yeah, they're like we need to populate. They're like, no, we can't. We're like 
it's tough. We can't breed right now. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're going to be extinct. And then half of you, yeah. like, oh. Like Somebody the last lost her man on earth with the hottest chick. He's yeah. so happy. <laughs> and then she just disappears. Yeah. <laughs> so, so many different situations. Like some guy like lost his virginity and yeah. he fucked her so good she vanished. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, whoa, is this going to happen every time? Yeah. Or he jerked yeah. off and yeah. his fucking parents disappeared. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was felt so guilt ridden. Finally, did it. Was like, no. Yeah, there's someone who's died. definitely like inside of his wife. Yeah, and she's just like, <laughs> just, uh, bizarre. Ugh. And now that's the only way he can get hard. Yeah, it's very weird. Understandably. Yeah. So many funny situations. Oh, so many. You scare your friend, and he just <laughs> in the dust. That uh, Oppenheimer one, Matt Damon said that he talked to Ben Affleck's grandfather one time about Oh yeah, about World War 2. Yeah. And and he said that his grandpa said that like when they heard that the bomb dropped, they like all cheered. Yeah. And then like of course cuz you would Yeah, like, you don't know what the bomb is. Yeah. And like they were just like excited and like and then like he felt weird cuz like now he thinks back on it and he like he like doesn't like that he like cheered. They never wild. They never showed the fallout. Right. They never showed the fallout. After it happened, they never, it was like, it took 50 years for those videos to come out. That's crazy. They never showed what happened to Japan. They never showed the victims, the people with all melty faces and shit and like fucking weird radioactive. Yeah. They never showed any of that. They never. So the Americans thought as a big bomb, it shut them up. Yeah. And like, now they know. Americans never knew. Yeah. They didn't know. No, not, not for, not until most of the people who were involved with it were dead. Yeah. Yeah. Same with uh, World War II footage of uh, the camps and stuff. Right. That's they sit on that for a long time. They actually had footage of the camp way before they went into the camps, and they did, they thought it was Russian propaganda because the Russians had done something like that right. before. So the Americans didn't believe it when they saw because it, it was so atrocious. They were like, "There's no way." Trying to, only, trying to scare us. Only when they showed up and they were there, they were like, <laughs> and the guys went in shock and everything was crazy. Damn. Yeah, it's crazy. That must be crazy to see. Yeah. Crazy time to think that that was just like 100 years ago, not even, mm-hmm. you know, 80 years ago, whatever. Yeah. It's kind of insane. Well, it's always, it's and it is. And then it's starting to think like, we're doing shit now that we're going to think is pretty atrocious, I guess, in 40 years, 50 years. Yeah, I think we've had this conversation before, but I think since the invention of cameras and internet. Yeah, uh, right. It shortens the timeline always. I, I think it, I think it lessens. The you know we More don't have hours. a Genghis Khan anymore. Right, that's right. We did talk killing about killing thirteen million people or whatever it was. Like, yeah, however many people he killed, forty million people. I don't know. He killed ten percent of the earth or something. Something like that. Yeah, five percent. That's a crazy number. Like affecting the gl- the global. Is it carbon or whatever? Carbon footprint. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, it's weird how. Just to think about the the serial killer you think it's weird why we do sen- sensationalize that in a lot of ways i have no problem with like watching the Dahmer or whatever yeah. but like sensationalizing like all of it all the all the big blockbusters are always fucking killing each other it's like such a fun thing to watch i think um i think this goes you know what i thought about this the other day and i think we are hardwired to learn lessons sure in life i think that is our purpose to overcome and to just learn and just to be better. And that's our purpose. Whether you learn a lesson or not is fine, but eventually you will learn that lesson if that lesson is taught enough, right? Right. 
And I think it's the reason why we enjoy, like when I when you go on a trip, I say, I hope you have a terrible time. Right. Because if you come back, you know, if I came back from Paris and you were like, how is Paris? And I was like, oh, fuck, Eiffel Tower is so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it was. That is what you said, and we stopped yeah. talking about it immediately. It, we stopped because there's, <laughs> there's nothing to elaborate on, and there's nothing for you to connect with. Right. The reason there's nothing for you to connect with is because there's nothing for you to learn in that situation. Yeah. And I think if I were to come up with a story of some pickpocket or something, yeah. Now you feel connected because you can understand the lesson to be learned from it. Yeah. Um, because there's a lesson to be learned you are interested in maybe a survival instinct or maybe a spiritual uh, side of it. So if you look at war, crime, yeah. murder, all these documentaries on these subjects, prison stuff. Right. That's huge, too. It feels like a lesson to be learned. It feels like that's why we watch it. We watch it so that we won't get caught up in this. Yeah. That what, what did they do to get out of it? Like yeah. we're, we're interested in this, like, primal i think survival necessity to to learn from things and that's why yeah. we enjoy a more terrible story rather than a feel-good story or it also like must like satisfy all those weird like animalistic ur urges you have mm -hmm. to like you know where you're like because like we're not going to go out and get vigilante and, and claim vengeance on any wrongdoing by yeah. murdering a bunch of people yeah because it's just not what you do but like you're like i can watch this i can disconnect and be like yeah oh wouldn't that be sweet yeah, yeah. Maybe. There's, there might be a part of that, depending on what. Like, I just feel like if you're watching John Wick and he killed, they they kill your dog, and then you definitely want to go murder everybody because he killed your dog, right? So yeah, I think yeah. Safe. Again, and and watching that too is like you're watching redemption of somebody who went through something traumatic. Yeah, and you know, there's 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 a cool story there, but every happy ending mm -hmm. has some type of drama, has some type of you know a uh, crazy turn that is dangerous or or risky or whatever it is yeah and i think we're attracted to that it's nice to have a happy ending but we want to hear about the turmoil yeah why else would we have movies about slavery why else would we have movies about the holocaust why else would we and and it's not so that we can remember right because no one wants to remember that shit yeah everyone wants to like fucking just not think about it because it was horrific yeah. And the reason is because I think there's a lesson to be learned while watching it. Like you feel like you're in that. And would I do that? Would I, what would I do? And like this situation and it becomes this, like this growing moment. Yeah. I think when, and that's when you hear stories of people, when they talk, it's more interesting when they went through something dicey rather than having a great time. Cause I think we can, we're just constantly trying to learn lessons. That's, I never really thought about it like that. I like it. To increase our own survival repertoire and Yeah. That checks out. It checks out. Good reason as any. Yeah. Cause even like you look at all the like uh the oh the the compilations of the soldiers coming home and hugging their families and it's a big cry compilation. You're not happy because they're in love. You're happy because he could have been dead, right? And he and she—it's the moment she found out he's, he's not, not dead. Dead, yeah, that's right. Ooh, that's so right. she went through something, right? And you're trying to put yourself in her shoes of how she felt, thinking that he might have been dead. Yeah, and that's what makes you cry. Is it fucked up? The, the the way you're putting that is really smart because, like, most of us don't. Maybe maybe it's just me, but like a lot of people don't look at situations and try and figure out why. I know actors do, and that's sort of like kind of my major point here. 
that's like how actors always try and find their motivation for whatever scene they're doing. They try and really figure out why. Yeah. And it's interesting because I, I surface level, I know how I feel about it, but I don't really investigate why I feel that way. Right. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, he's, he was away for so long. And she's like, happy to see him because like, but then I'm like, yeah, keep going. Yeah, because he could have been dead. And yeah. She just realized it. And all those extra. It's the relief yeah. of, oh my God, like every night yeah. thinking about yeah. her husband being dead, getting that phone call, yeah. seeing the news about these other soldiers dying. And there's this whole turmoil she went through. And so we imagine how she might feel yeah. in that situation after going through that. And that's what makes you cry. That's what makes you emotional, you know, or, and then if you want to talk about, you know, uh, you can talk about uh, anthropomorphism. If you look at the dog, you know, running yeah. into the arms of the soldier and crying. Yeah. And we, we cry there because we put our own feelings onto the dog. We put our own yeah. turmoils onto the dog. And he we also ran into the traffic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we, you know, we look at the dog and we're like, the dog is sad because he missed his owner because he thought the owner ran away or mm -hmm. whatever. You know, like we make this story up. That's just us. To 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 fit, and, and then we cry about it because uh, because it's that it's we like yeah. to see people go through shit. Yeah, uh, because it's maybe like you said, it allows us to go through shit without actually going through shit. Yeah, I think and maybe, a little and it bit. allows us to learn the lessons, maybe not to the fullest, but at least to get a taste of a lesson that we could otherwise have learned. You know, being in that situation, but. That's why I like to watch shows about rich people, so I don't actually have to go through all that being mm, rich and everything. It must be terrible. Huh? Yeah, it's like, oh my god. But again, flying around on PJs. Oh. But uh, those shows are only important when there's drama. Yeah. Yeah, I it's mean, not just them living. I'm with amazed them. though why uh, Trailer Park Boys could be so popular, and then so can Succession. Right, like right. those are the opposite ends of the fucking spectrum. Yeah, I think it, it's why people yeah. want it all though. Again, I think it's just people want to see other people's experience yeah and they want to feel what it feels like to be in that person's particular situation poor rich yeah uh whatever it is uh you know um you watch you know you watch slavery movies and they're hard to watch sometimes yeah but you can't look away you're kind of like i wonder what it would have felt like yeah. to be in that position like because that's what that movie generates it makes you feel something right yeah. you don't just feel bad for the person you feel bad for the person because you're putting yourself in that person's position and that's, that's what makes you feel bad for the person that's empathy that's why i wonder like i don't know is it that's probably one of the reasons why they don't um pgify them too much why like mm. like especially like say a slavery movie it's like one of the places where they're still gonna say the word yeah you know what i mean because if you don't you're kind of not you're not showing era. how bad it, it you're not showing yeah. how bad it is yeah and it's right? all it's I all guess. tactics to make you hate it and feel be it into the world a little more yeah because i yeah interesting I don't know. yeah it's um i think i think that goes across the board for all stories i think uh you look at some of the most you know the biggest tragedies in the world yeah. made for some of the biggest blockbusters like a titanic yeah uh you know uh, lion king you know, yeah. There's a massive tragedy there when you're a child watching this, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But it's these bigger tragedies that lead you to, uh, you know, like the story more. Yeah. Because there is some form of overcoming, but also you can put yourself in the position of someone who went through the tragedy and overcame it and feel good about it. And like, what is the lamest plot line? Like, with the least tragic, that that like as of a successful movie? Like, what's like the? I'm trying to think of like. 
because like, yeah, Titanic's like, yeah, let's make a movie about this. Like, all oh, people that died, horrible, crazy yeah. story. So, well, what's like the simplest, lamest? It's like a story about like fucking like Steve Jobs or something like that. I find is like yeah. the opposite of that. It's like, oh yeah, just a guy a slowly story. winning, That's true. and they're like inventing <laughs> challenges. Where it, he was like just yeah. a nerd who made it. He got smart <laughs> at the right time, right place. Right. Yeah. A lot of movies about products. Yeah. Yeah. Air. Do you watch Air? Yeah. It's good. That's really good. I it's like good. that a lot. I like that a lot. But again, it showed challenges. Yeah. They had to face, you know, so you sympathize them. But uh, yeah, that's a good one. Steve Jobs is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard just to feel bad for Steve slowly Jobs. Slowly putting Blackberry out of money. Yeah. And then very quickly. <laughs> fucking and his partner over. Just, yeah, yeah. Par- fucking his partner Being over. Being an asshole to his employees. Yeah. <laughs> Being yeah. an asshole to the fucking consumers. Yeah. Uh, just making a mound of money and dying. Yeah. What an inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way to do it. Holy shit. He wasn't a design genius. He wasn't a computer genius. No. He was literally a marketing genius. Not even that. He had a team of marketers. He was. He had a few ideas that were... Pretty crucial. Yeah. Pretty crucial is a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you can't modify these. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. Imagine building a PC and you're like, yeah. You, what a fucking You're not allowed to upgrade. Choice. You got to buy another one. I was so resentful of it that I got one. I was like, these are awesome. Yeah, they are the best. <laughs> they are. Uh, at least they're easy to use. I don't know. But he died. We got what we wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still paying for his overpriced computers, though. Yeah. Yeah. I watched. I re- recently watched BlackBerry on a flight. Have you seen that one? Oh, is that a, no? Yeah, they have a yeah they have a movie out called BlackBerry. Was it l- l- less good than like an Apple movie? Yeah, a B series Apple movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's 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 great. It's got um. Uh, Jake Bush. Oh, who's the Canadian? Jay. Jay Bushnell. Oh, Jay Baruchel. Baruchel. Jay Baruchel. He plays the guy that invented mm. BlackBerry, and it's fucking awesome. Really? And it shows them taking o- over the fucking market, having 45% of every phone, yeah. and then two years later having zero dollars and being completely bankrupt. What's it on? Crave. I'll watch it. Yeah, it's fucking worth it, man. I liked, uh, I liked Tetris. Yeah, me too. Tetris. I love Tetris. Really good. That was so cool. I didn't expect that. Yeah. I like that guy too. Yeah, he played it really well. The yeah. whole so stressful that whole movie, getting the shit out of Russia. Oh my god! During the fucking collapse, and everyone was dirty. Even the yeah. Russians were trying to make their own money. Yeah, it's fucking cool. It's pretty fucking cool. All right, I'm gonna spin this wheel and get over to Patreon. What do you think? Let's get it. Let's do it. Tell three friends. Thanks for joining us today. Hope you laughed. Hope you learned. Hope you loved each other. If you want to see where this wheel lands, (laughs) head over to Patreon. We'll see you there. Five bucks a month. Bottom of the barrel. Bottom of the barrel. Where we always feel so tough.